hi today we are here with purnima devi barman she's a conservation biologist in assam and she's received various awards like the green oscar 2017 for her efforts in the green movement and to protect the greater adjacent stock so hi ma'am how are you doing uh hi alaisa uh, i am good i am doing good how are you doing i am good ma'am so ma'am how has corona virus been affecting your field lately uh yeah we are, we are trying as much as we can to overcome yeah it's really uh, yeah it's it had it had affected everyone not only us so it had affected everyone so it's really very difficult uh, uh, for a conservationist because you know the we have lots of field activities many activities with communities and all and yeah. and sometimes uh, uh, not sometimes i had a problem also with maybe i i, I can tell it uh, later on like like you know just people um, sometimes people related uh, corona virus uh, with hargila also like because there were lots of you know rumors came that it came from wildlife and all it was really very tough for me on those days during lockdown time maybe i would like to discuss later on on that part yeah yeah ma'am definitely we can talk about that so i think we can start off by talking about uh, how did you realize that working for the environment was your passion <laughs> um conservation is uh, yeah yeah it's really i realized when i think i, I have been uh, connected with nature since my childhood um because i, I because i was grown up amidst nature but uh, i uh, i realized it when i was uh, uh, i was there in a village uh, to do my phd uh, at that time actually uh, my my uh, intention to do with, with this bird was to do phd only i did i didn't know beyond that but um, but i saw a man cutting down a nesting tree very ruthlessly a man cut down a nesting tree it was his own tree right. a huge nesting tree and uh, there were nine uh, this tree was hosting uh, or holding nine uh, nests and uh, all the baby birds fell down after he cut down and it was actually um, uh, the bird was in the breeding season and um i i you know at that moment my uh, until that moment uh, my intention was to do only my phd and to chase my parents dream my parents had uh, more dreams with me and i also wanted to be a, um yeah i i also wanted to to chase my own dream then and that, that day actually when i saw the those birds and the tree huge tree like the like that the way the habitat was you know destroyed and when i was trying to speak to, uh, to speak to those uh, that person uh, i dared to speak to him why you why he had done that he was he was so angry on me he um, he was yelling at yelling at me and mocking me and his uh, his neighbors his uh, family members everyone joined surrounded me with claps teased me and they all um, they all started telling me that this hargila is a bad omen i uh, do you know it's a bad omen it's a disease carrying uh, dirty birds ugly birds and why should we bother 
for this bird please give us cash and why should we bother for this bird uh, so uh, and uh, it is a bad omen it should uh, it should not leave something like that and why should i bother then i when i said that this is very important uh, that's why i'm doing my phd and all and then uh, then they, then he was uh, he was con continuing that why should i bother it is your phd and all why should i bother what we will get uh, for that and all then all of them and then i i asked them that we, sh we can still uh, you know we can still protect uh, th those baby birds some are some are still uh, alive and uh, th then uh, we let's uh, Let's take them to a rescue facility uh, in Assam State Zoo, and everyone surrounded me and mocking, mocking me, and they, they, they kept telling that, oh, this lady will consume the hargila meat, uh, the flesh of the bird, hargila meat on the way, and that they actually, uh, I, that, that day something happened to me. I realized that. You know what is the value of my education? What is the value of my? You know, just uh, when I was coming on the way, actually, I was so embarrassed, uh, nervous too, and I realized that what I'm going to do with my education, and what I'm going to do with my PhD, postdoc, etc. What I'm going to do with this? I couldn't even. I couldn't. I didn't have that capacity even to uh, motivate them. Uh, why to protect a tree? why to protect the bird and why this bird is important i was uh, i was just a failure i couldn't motivate them and uh, it was not uh, not their fault they were not aware uh, uh, and it was their own tree uh, everyone might be in the uh, you know you know everyone might be in that situation it was i think that person was right in his uh, in his situation or, or on his own but what what i have done what is my uh, you know uh, my like you know i realized that you know what i'm going to do with my phd so i have to bring the bird into the habitats and hearts and minds of the people and uh, that day I, uh, my mission started and and i got a purpose to live my life and uh, at that time actually i had two daughters also uh, uh, my i had two daughters uh, they were um, very young almost two years i think and at that time actually i was not in any binding no one told me that you know that you you have to go and do do for this work for this bard and all but you know it was my yes like you know i i got a call from inside and that i have to give back to nature and that's not. i yeah that day actually you know just yeah i realized that i have to give back to nature and bring the birds into the habitats into the hearts and minds of the people and this might be one incident uh, there might be many such incidents so we have to build uh, the support of the people we have to develop the ownership of the people uh, and yeah do awareness and we have to utilize our education and that uh, from that day i i think i developed this uh, i was always passionate but that day actually um, i think uh, my passion came more and more i think yeah yeah so so yeah. could not have been easy to start off and change people's minds about the fact that you wanted to save this bird right so uh, what yeah. challenges did you face uh, trying to uh, build awareness and trying to gather people to help your cause <laughs> 
Yeah, it's not very easy because uh, people have, because they have their own priority, you know, conservation is not their priority and, uh, uh, and many times in rural area, they have, uh, yeah, many people, they don't have a good um, income and all also, you know, just so not only that, but but they are not at all aware from the birth, you know, they 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 didn't have this environmental education, but they but they themselves know a lot about environment. They themselves know a lot, and uh, they are resource. But we have to, you know, just uh, we have to learn that skill. We have to learn from them that what they know about the tradition, about the local wildlife, and uh, I think uh, yes, it is very challenging. People People, uh, when we are working with people, it is the toughest, you know, it is the toughest challenge working with people. Pe many people come with different, different agenda, but when we work for conservation, when I'm a, being a conservationist, uh, I have to be very focused. I have to be very focused and always, you know, ignore all other agenda. If someone come with other agenda and I have to be very focused, very transparent, very honest, uh, uh, very honest, very passionate. If um, uh, first time they would, you know, they would not uh, be very happy with that or first time they might be, they might ignore us. But once they see our dedication and when we, when we constantly work for a cause with them uh, i think they they really um, they really understand and they and they are, they become the biggest support they are the biggest support and they are the hub of knowledge actually the local people the, from the village the communities they because they live every day they live with wildlife and people in urban area we are disconnected you know so yeah we have to and to uh, to um, do wildlife conservation uh, to have sustainable uh, conservation sustainable development or sustainable conservation we have to you know there is no other way we have to go through people we have to build their support we have to bring them in rope yes ma'am definitely yeah ma'am i definitely think that like drawing from what you said that without involving local communities it's nearly impossible to achieve what you achieved right so yeah it's so important yeah as a woman in assam uh could not have been easy to overcome the gender-based apprehensions to you being a conservationist, right? Because it's right now a very male-dominated field. So did you face any gender discrimination or people saying that, oh, you're a woman, you can't do this? And how did you go through that? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, um, yeah, Elisa, I, today I have to say this uh, very honestly. Yeah, I faced uh, um, lots of uh, gender discrimination in my conservation career. At one time, actually, I think uh, a few years ago, uh, one time when, uh, uh, one time means at that time when my, uh, my, you know, just the work was feasible to people and people started joining people, uh, not, not only from the village, but people from, uh, for, from all over Assam or India, they, they started appreciating and all. When, when my work started feasible and, uh, and my, my career start, uh, career got a boost. And at that time, actually, um, yeah, I had to go through, um, through some, yeah, I can't tell now, but some difficult phases, uh, I was really, um, how to say this, yeah, 
yeah so uh, i had lots of problems uh, like uh, obstacles created by a group of male conservationists and uh, so i had uh, i actually the the situation was such um, i uh, i could have stopped the work but i didn't stop and uh, and i wanted uh, myself rather than you know yeah a few days actually i was devastated i i was i was like i was in coma and all something like that i couldn't give my time to my daughters uh, they needed my they need they needed my time but they did need my time but i i couldn't give because i was very mentally uh, harassed by a group of people and uh, but uh, but uh, a few days i was very disturbed but somehow i i realized that uh, rather than you know rather than fighting with them let's uh, let's may, let's you know turn myself let's transform myself uh, you know let's be the better you know the best person of myself uh, why should i you know fight with them or you know so let's ignore them and let's be the best person of myself let's be the let's have a brahmastra in myself in such a way that i can overcome everything and they can be they could be my follower one day and uh, so at this way actually i um, i got determined and i didn't know from that day actually when i when i got determination like you know i didn't know from where i got uh, power of i be, i became more and more and more and more energetic and it was a restless movement and i didn't see i didn't look back and um, i really overcame i think uh, so i think we should uh, uh, we should always i am repeatedly mentioning that we should we should always try to be the best person of ourselves and uh, yeah so uh, when yeah when we are we are so powerful when we are, when we are so st stronger i think uh, no one can you know dominate us and uh, when i am telling that a few uh, you know when i, I when i am telling that i was uh, harassed by a few male but at the same time i i i must admit that uh, it's not only about all male you know many uh, i i i got support from many other males like i got support from my husband or i got support from many other uh, people in communities everyone supports me but sometimes a few, few people are there right? but yes uh, we are we we are really in a male dominated society it's really very yeah it's really very tough and that's why we did this hargila army movement uh, you know just uh, empowering all women you know in the village somehow i think this uh, this uh, problem i think somehow gave me um, yeah an instinct or something like that yeah. <laughs> yeah you know the only thing that we can do in in situations where we feel people are trying to pull us down is just work towards what we want to work towards and ensure that what we are doing is not hindered by them and that we are not affected by them so that eventually our goal is not is not under fire you know so ma'am you yeah like yeah sometimes i think obstacles are important in your life uh, otherwise we are very tender uh, when when we have obstacles i think we can overcome everything actually these obstacles are required sometimes struggles and all uh, so yeah i think these are part yeah ma'am um, definitely so ma'am you mentioned the hargila army so how did you uh executed like how did you gather so many women and convince them to be a part of the hargila army considering the fact that they were probably all 
you know con- uh, worked up in uh, doing their household chores and doing all the things that they have to do yeah at first i would like to mention that uh, hargila army uh, is a all women group all rural women group and we started from a few women and now we have over 10000 rural women it is not a joke at all you know yeah. and many we have many women leaders now you know just many women leaders and they are the educators for their children and for the communities yeah it's really great and uh, it was uh, i when i started my work uh, i never thought that we will form such like hargila army it was a side effect of my work i think it uh, spontaneously it happened and uh, yeah and yeah so um when i you know when i visited house to uh, house to house i realized uh, i met many women and they they were uh, they they were staying at home all the time and they were they were so connected with nature and i realized their power and all and yeah so i think uh, my my idea was to bring the bird into the tradition and rituals of the cultures of the uh, of the people culture of our society because hargila lives with people hargila lives in the villages hargila is a is an is an endangered bird it is protected under wildlife protection act but their breeding habitat is not protected they 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 live uh, they breed in the tall trees which are uh, owned by the people private properties so um, and at the same time the biggest challenge is that hargila was treated as bad bad omen disease carrying pest or something like that people just cut down the trees to get rid of the birds once the hargila come to a tree for breeding the tree become very vulnerable so uh, our idea was to bring the bird into the society to make it a pride factor traditional uh, symbol so i think women can make a big role in this uh, that is the uh, actually main uh, idea behind hargila army and i always uh, uh, realize about the women power about the influence of a women how she can uh, be a nurturer she can be a creator you know uh, and about her big role in the society so this way actually hargila army journey started and still on and now it's a big movement yeah. <laughs> um, honestly yeah that's honestly so cool that now you have so many women who are working with you and it 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 must be so nice to have such a huge support in working for your cause and seeing it blossom in front of your eyes so ma'am uh, you also organize something called stock baby showers right i was reading about them what exactly are they yeah uh, actually uh, this is a, a, like stork baby shower it's uh, like god bharai in hindi okay. uh, and in assamese we call it as panchamrit uh, ceremony panchamrit anusthan uh, in assamese like exactly the way we uh, celebrate uh, the function for assamese expecting mothers yeah uh, like you know we have some uh, yeah we have some tradition for our assamese expecting mother which we call as panchamrit that is very sacred event and people offer respect and um, yeah so actually when hargila comes for breeding and lay eggs that time as i have already mentioned that time the tree become very vulnerable 
people just cut down the tree to get rid of the bird because they treat them as bad omen or messy bird or they do, they don't like the smell or something like that always come with complaint or sometimes i also saw that uh, people some people um, smoke under the nest when the bird is incubating so yeah. at that time rather than telling them do, do not cut down the trees do not disturb the birds we uh, we did this kind of program and i already mentioned that we wanted to make the bird as, as a traditional ritual symbol or something like that and so i i started inviting our women uh, for hargila baby shower and women were my god they what hargila panchamrit hargila baby shower but they liked it they came like anything and uh, the even when they came and they just they just joined and they got emotionally sensitized and the program became so participatory where we did all these traditional event and at the same time uh, i i keep playing with them web of life and other environmental education games or sometimes slide show in a temple in a prayer hall it's a mix you know environmental education it is uh, environmental education module merged with tradition i think so women liked it and they they don't uh, like when we have a meeting or seminar that might be a burden for them but this kind of event they it's like it's an awareness but they they don't realize and they give him uh, for the bird they give him for the increase of the population yeah. and uh, and and so that no one disturbs the habitat and now we don't need to tell them do not cut down the trees they themselves go and know their duty and ask their men to do so so this is our hargila baby shower i invite everyone to, uh, taking this as an opportunity uh, to attend our hargila baby shower sometime in assam yeah. <laughs> definitely when i come to assam i definitely drop by <laughs> so ma'am with the recent technological advancements how has uh, technology helped uh, further your efforts in the field of the environment uh uh yes elisa thank you and uh, yeah technology means like uh, uh, yeah here i i think i want to add one uh, one of our experiment with bamboos uh, we uh, we did like the like the way we ha i have my own bamboo platform to climb so in 2000 uh, after i own witley award uh, like uh, we did an experiment in posoria uh, village i wanted to do because uh, people are doing with other species of stocks and they have lots of technology you know right. in europe and all uh, they 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 are uh, they they do artificial platform and all and sometimes uh, stocks uh, nest in the roof and all also in other areas so they, those are different stocks so we wanted to do it with hargila because it was not uh, studied yet it was not done yet in in hargila so we uh, did it uh, in 2017 and we were not successful we constructed bamboo platform and uh, we uh, used the science uh, like like uh, we applied science and with our low uh, little limited resource and uh, we um, constru constructed bamboo platform and uh, nest platform artificial nest platform which we call as assisted breeding platform 2017 we were not successful but the birds you know birds came and but birds uh, like you know they they uh, developed or they built a big huge huge nest and it was a it was an answer and uh, we were encouraged actually 
like but other a few uh, conservationists told me that uh, no hargila will not do it is just a waste of time but but it did in 2017 but the bird didn't hatch then uh, at the same time parallelly we started it uh, we replicated it in, in assam state zoo also assam state zoo's director and forest department they really support us and which which support from them uh, we collaborated with them and it, it was done in assam state zoo it was as it, it uh, you know a, a, as a part of assam state zoo's project and we did it there also and uh, in uh, in uh, in posoria village where we did it 2017 we failed but we didn't uh, this we didn't got like you know we we, we didn't lose the hope we did it again in the next year 2018 and uh, the birch hatch you know the birch birch uh, constructed a huge nest and hatch and uh, it was really you know every day actually uh, it was very really exciting day you know like you know because it was an experiment and it would be if it would be successful it was our success and then uh, 2018 one um, bird uh, you know yeah hatch and then it, it flew away after five months it was successful and but uh, we were not successful in zoo for two times you know we were we were replicating it there but we didn't lose hope there also but uh, uh, again last year 2019 in uh, in again we started this uh, in uh, posoria village and uh, now we have three babies you know three babies three hatch birds and here in zoo we had two babies for the first time and assam state zoo became the first zoo in the world to hatch hargila birds in captivity and but uh, um, but i i'm very sad uh, to inform you that um, it happened like expert says that it happens in stocks but in assam state zoo after two months the birds died but in the in posoria village uh, our birds like you know they flew away successfully so this way we you know we we could contribute to the population and it was in the wild only you know it was in the wild we didn't do anything we just constructed the bamboo platform uh, but in zoo it is an it is an ensure actually we should not lose hope because i i went through many uh, many studies and all and uh, consulted with expert they they said that uh, yeah in captivity uh, it might happen for two for one or two more times but you will be successful uh, very soon something like that and we are we are uh, yeah we are still trying on and he, again this year also we have we have tried it in uh, dodora posoria village two areas this time we have started uh, did in two areas and birds again started hatching you know oh wow but, um, not hatching sorry incubating that means they laid eggs they laid eggs yeah and we, yeah we have more nests now so that i think uh, yeah i think uh, we ha- sometimes we have to apply science and uh, we have we don't need, we 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 don't need to lose hope uh, we just need to be focused in our work and yeah we just uh, we, we just need to keep on you know move, yeah. keep on going on and it is very important i think yeah. thank you definitely uh so ma'am another thing i was wondering about was that uh there has to be a source of income to fund your movement right like organizing workshops and helping spread so much awareness the women must have a source of income for it so uh is there something that uh they do which helps them maybe earn a little bit of money to further the movement 
Uh, yeah, we, we are supporting our women uh, with uh, uh, looms, yarns. We have provided them a fashion uh, diploma, fashion diploma uh, like uh, to weave stocks. Uh, with, uh, we also collaborate with district administration and we give them fashion diploma training because they are already so skilled in weaving. Uh, we, you know, weaving, they know weaving. Uh, but uh, nowadays, because of this modernization and all, many people don't want to do weaving, but we encourage them to do this and we gave them looms, yarns, and after weekly award also, we established the weaving facility in the village. And now our women are producing lots, you know. They are, uh, they lots of like, you know, we have our traditional, uh, own traditional gamosa, like a scarf, traditional respectful scarf for our Assamese uh, culture. Assamese society uh, that is called Gamosa. So they they uh, weave hargila motif on that Gamosa on our Mekela Sadar, like sari. Or uh, yeah, we have stoles, we have many things. These are now available in a website also for online. And this way, actually, we are, I think our women will uh, yeah, get income and, you know, and it will help them to boost up. Yeah, or every woman actually need to be empowered. So we are trying our best. For this and this is also a message actually like uh, like you know just uh, earlier hargila was treated as bad woman now it is the symbol of beauty women love to wear you know and so it is a symbol of beauty so it is symbol of tradition it is symbol of pride so our so we wear this mehela sadar or gamosa with hargila motif and it became so popular and our women not only sell them at a good price but they share their pride you know with this tools you know taking this as a tools so some like we conservationists we uh, uh, like uh, not about me but we conservationists or researchers we share uh, something about wildlife through a powerpoint presentation but our women share their feelings through these uh, textiles and all so i think this is really great we are trying to do this more and more thank you I think I'll get the link of the website and put it in the description of the podcast so that people can check it out. Oh yeah, I think it is possible. Actually. So uh, ma'am, now, so lately there's been a lot of talk about industrialization and more infrastructure and in a lot of areas, trees have been cut down to make things like railway tracks or make things like buildings. So what is your opinion on that? Like, is that something that has been happening in Assam or has Assam been relatively protected from there being uh, buildings being uh, made to cut down trees? Uh, yeah, it's happening everywhere. You know, it's happening. It's it's related to our lifestyle. It is related to population explosion. So it is happening everywhere. And uh, for a conservationist, uh, I think for all conservationists, it is one of the biggest challenge. I myself can't sleep when I think about Hargila or any other threatened species who live in the rural unprotected area. Because uh, in protected area, the other species or biodiversity, they get government protection. But we have many other wildlife or threatened animal or endangered species like Hargila. We have 
so many subspecies which live in unprotected area in the rural areas but nowadays uh, cities are expanding like anything you know the villages are turning into uh, into cities and uh, this is something it is uh, in, like you know being a conservationist we are doing our own duty but this situation is so complex it is not in our hand so it is really very complicated so um, so it is really when i uh, throw uh, taking this as an opportunity i i uh, re i re request all the policy makers uh, government conservationists public uh, to come in one platform and uh, let's have a sustainable solution uh, for this and uh, yeah we should we we, we must uh, we, you know we we have to do development development is important but it should not be at the cost of environment so yeah. this is my message i think for all yeah yeah ma'am that's on i really hope that this message gets through to a lot of people because that's something we really need to realize that with everything that's happening around us with climate change and species going extinct our priority right now needs to be to make sure that we protect our environment because without that i mean there'll be nothing left it'll it, humans themselves won't be able to live so yeah i i request all the youths like you i i'm very happy that youths like you they you know they you, you are discussing with me and other environmentalists or other people so i really i really request all of you i think the voice of youth it is the most powerful voice in the world so i think you also can make a big uh, difference or influence you know uh, policy makers people from industries companies so i really request all of you uh, yeah so thank you so and i said uh, the problem the internet is no no ma'am it's fine you know so uh, ma'am uh, you mentioned that you have two daughters right are they uh, as passionate about environmental conservation as you are uh yeah they are very passionate i have twin daughters um twin one they are yeah they are very adorable uh, yeah they are very passionate uh, about environment yeah and uh, because uh, since they they were born they uh, <laughs> since they were born they saw um, uh, like they saw me how they saw my challenges and uh, i think yeah so uh, but yeah they i and uh, sometimes what happen uh, i uh, they uh, i have to climb my bamboo platform and you know i have to do i had to do my research and i took them with me and i had a tent for them uh, you know uh, under the uh, you know near my bamboo platform they were there and uh, i have to keep coming down and up all the time you know because i i have to feed them and i have to watch the bird and uh, yeah so so much duty actually and they they saw the challenges uh, they are very passionate and but i never uh, I, you know i never uh, tell them that or impose that impose them that you have to be biologist one day or you have to be environmentalist uh, one day and rather than that i encourage them to 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 be to uh, you know to be an environmentalist from inside and to um, every day actually not not that they will be an environmentalist uh, you know one day something like that like that <laughs> so uh, i i really encourage them to have a sustainable uh, life sustainable eco friendly life in our home so and they are uh, they are doing good and uh, they are trying to influence others i think uh, yeah i i i hope i hope they will uh, contribute in their own way yeah. 
So, ma'am, what has been the impact of your work around Assam? Like, I was reading that there have been uh, that now environmental uh, conservation is something that's been introduced in the school curriculum as well. So, did you have something to do with that? Uh, uh, sorry, uh, Elisa, I couldn't hear you. Ma'am, can you? So, ma'am. Elisa, Elisa. Yeah, and you can ask about. So, ma'am. Uh, how has how have your efforts led to there being an increase in environment education in Assam? Because I was reading about how now, after all the awareness that you created, the government was more sensitized to the fact that there needs to be environment education. So, how did you implement that? Uh, uh, sorry, Elisa. What? What? Like you know. So, ma'am, your work has impacted like. uh the thinking of a lot of people and now even in schools there are modules on environment education and so how do you think that environment education should be carried out uh yes elisa environment education actually begins from our own home and uh, uh yeah every parents every teacher they should emphasize on that our environment education it's not a separate thing it should start from our own home and it should be given to our child right from their birth you know after after uh, after their birth and we have to mold them save them towards and towards a green uh, you know sustainable conservation and uh, so uh, i i i request uh, um, all the teachers Uh, or the policy makers who implement environment education uh, to take this very seriously uh, like the other subjects environment education should be uh, should be you know given as important as the other subject like like they give importance to mathematics give importance to english or literature or science so environment education should be treated uh, like those subjects from uh, very early stages uh, right until you know to higher studies and uh, and uh, the, this environment education from the, from the very early stages should be very field based uh, right uh, like you know like children should be uh, so, so like uh, through the teachers or through the parents or through the system children should be connected with the with the nature they should touch they should touch the nature from their heart from their hand you know so uh, nowadays our our children from the city you know they are they know a lot uh, they read a lot but uh, they are detached they are they are disconnected with nature because they, because of their lifestyle so um, but again at the village level they, the our children are very connected with nature but but they uh, they, they, are, they are not able to get education in their schools so uh, on environment education uh, or they or may, maybe they are getting but it's not a priority so uh, th- there is a sort of lacuna and we have to you know balance that and i request uh, all of them policy makers teachers parents uh, mothers especially the parents they are the base environment educator and of course policy makers to implement a very practical based uh, uh, a very field based environment education for our children and it should be as important as our mathematics as our science as our social studies so that is my request uh, to all yeah <laughs> so <laughs> definitely think that there needs to be a balance because since i live in delhi 
uh, even though we learn a lot about how the environment is being impacted and what we can do to save it, we don't actually do it in practicality, right? And I have yeah. some friends in villages who tell me that okay, we are we are doing we are practicing it, but we aren't actually understanding the logistics behind it because we haven't actually learned it in school. So there definitely needs to be a balance between the theoretical part and the practical part in both um, the city and the rural areas. Yeah, it should be given much priority now. It is the high time, you know. We are losing everything. We are losing everything, like you know, climate change and all. Uh, we are in in such a time now, in a, in such a period. So it's very important. So uh, it's not enough that we. It's not enough only if we keep saying that we love nature. We let let us save environment. So it's not enough. So we have to uh, we have to implement this in action. And environment education should be. Now, you know, should be given priority. much priority than anything, you know. So, yeah, I request all the policymakers uh, uh, for this. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So, um, do you have any interesting stories in relation to your uh, journey through spreading environmental education throughout Assam? Um, yeah, thank you, Elisa. Yes, uh, I think uh, many such uh, incidents or stories will come. But uh, one incident uh, that I think I never shared before much, I think I would like to mention about because it is related to environment education, as you asked for. So I think it was in 2005. Yeah, it was in 2005. So going back to those years, uh, at that time, I, my, uh, I had, as I mentioned, that I had my twin uh, uh, daughters and they were very, uh, uh, I think it was in 2006. Yeah, I remember now 2006, my twin daughters and they were very small. And at that time I couldn't go out. So I, I started writing some chapters uh, for environment education in schools under Cambridge, uh, publication i think they gave they uh, they asked me uh, they gave this opportunity to me and uh, yeah so uh, at that time uh, because it was a chapter for class 4 students on environment education and uh, it was my first experience actually and i was uh, yeah so uh, and i i wrote uh, wrote a few chapters for the school uh, curriculum and the first chapter was on class uh, for the uh, class four students, and it was on garbage segregation. And uh, I just wrote a uh, I wrote a chapter about the flash flood, and um, because you know sometimes when we have rain and uh, we have flash flood in the city and students couldn't go to the schools, so that that kind of story actually one girl her name is Mukuta and she couldn't go to school. You see, see uh, uh, one day when she couldn't go to school because of flash flood, she was very upset. She was, uh, she was very small girl, little girl, and she was very upset. And she was asking her, her aunt, uh, aunt, why I couldn't go to school? Why this flash flood, flash flood happened due to rain? And her aunt was motivating her about this garbage segregation and all because we throw everything mix up everything like plastics and all and uh, together and this goes to our kennels and all and occupied and whenever we have we have rains and you know we have flood actually it was for class four students and it was just a very uh, for their tiny for their sorry tender mind it was very um, uh, simple story but for the garbage segregation it just came to my mind and wrote it down and it got published 
and uh, actually one day uh, i didn't see it also i came to know that this story was published but one day what happened i was watching tv news uh, for, for the news i was watching tv and there was a when i was turning the ch channels uh, I, there was a show going on and i just saw that my name was there and this chapter was coming and it was a tv show and they invited i think some politicians also and it was a tv show and at that day actually there was flash flood in the city and many students couldn't go to school and that, that TV show was on the flash floods and students couldn't go to school uh, who, about all these things and uh, this chapter was uh, appearing all the time in the TV and uh, so they were discussing so what should we do for our city our children couldn't go so it, it even came to the uh, uh, school curriculum and all I was oh my god I was really scared also what happened why this came and uh, at that time actually I uh, did uh, I didn't uh, start my Hargila conservation journey also. It was only in my mind to do my PhD. And uh, um, that, that day actually, uh, that day I realized that, uh, about realized the magnitude of my action actually. Like, you know, I just, uh, I just wrote down this story and everyone was discussing and yeah, but that was not enough, I think, because this garbage segregation problem uh, is not uh, solved at all so but but still uh, people were discussing that so i think we all need to come to a solution for that and we have to really educate our tender minds for that yeah definitely thank you yeah. now you <laughs> so uh, ma'am i'm sure that uh, in the field you must have had some interesting experiences where something maybe that you could laugh at so is that something is there something that you would like to Tell us about like some stories. Uh, yes, I would like to definitely. Uh, from my, I I always love to tell my stories from the field. But uh, uh, when this come question comes again, yeah, I want to go back again uh, to my early days where when I started my work in uh, those villages. Uh, actually. Uh, uh, it was a very interesting story. Uh, I uh, collaborated with a school, uh, a local school, Sankar Dev Sisu Niketan, Dodora, and we, we invited a few women to a meeting. 20 women, the school invited. And uh, I requested the school uh, because uh, I requested the school to invite the women, the uh, some women uh, who are the parents of, of the of their children. So they invited 20 women to the meeting and, and I arranged all these lunch and all for them, lunch box and all. And then I went to the meeting uh, and uh, when I, uh, like, you know, uh, yeah, we were waiting for the women and suddenly, you know, there was a different things happen. Uh, like, um, we, 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 our arrangement was for a small room only. And we saw that many women, you know, like they kept coming and kept coming and all. Uh, so, uh, it, uh, there were many women uh, kept, kept coming, coming and, uh, like, you know, uh, at first, uh, I think 100, then again, more than that, more than that. And there was no space on the field. We, it, it was not only about the classroom, but there was no and uh, no place on the field, you know. More than uh, somebody told me that I was I was a bit scared. You know, I went to the, uh, to the school uh, common room, uh, the teacher's room. And uh, they, they said that more than 600 women gathered what to do. Why why they, they came like this? Um, the teachers were discussed. 
discussing i told the the, the teacher the principal uh, the, the headmaster actually that why, like you know we didn't arrange so many things uh, why you have you have invited so many women we didn't arrange how uh, like how would i we address now what we'll do i was so i got a bit you know scared then he said no, i don't know but let's uh, yeah i don't know so uh, then he, he he also got very nervous i said that let's go and face it and then uh, I, that day actually i felt like i felt myself like a like a politician also because uh, um, I, i i got some energy i think i don't know but courage and all although i was very nervous but i got some courage in myself and and i started you know they 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 arranged that the school teachers and all arranged me arranged me space in between and i started speaking to them and addressing them to our meeting and about hargila birds about this tradition how we can bring the birds and i i told them about that because many women were there i told them about the women's role in conservation how a woman like you know being in any form like a, like being a being a daughter being a Uh, being a like a daughter-in-law or being a sister or like our role in conservation and like uh, i being a, i also have, i am i am also a mother i have two daughters so i encourage all of them if I, you know so let us join all of all of us and women so it was such a huge crowd but they were silent they were listening to me and they 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 like me and i was i was so happy actually and i was and i think the program was huge success and uh, we couldn't provide them lunch and all and they thanked me and and we discussed about our future planning and next meeting and all and they uh, and they also committed uh, to join me and to save the birds and all and many interesting story but it was very crowded uh, not discipline at all but they left left out and then uh, after that uh, we all were discussing the story what happened it was really very you know tiring also then then one person then we came to know someone told that actually those women they came to actually uh, a, a meeting which was uh, uh, organized by a big politician in another school uh, in another locality but all these women out of mistake they were misinformed because on that day on the same time we also organized a meeting we didn't know about that and they came to our meeting uh, out of mistake i think whenever i think that story and whenever i meet that person the headmaster we always discuss that story actually it was really very inspiring also although it was funny yeah, yeah. <laughs> and okay uh so uh, uh, i have another story which i would like to share with all of you elisa uh, 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 one day as you asked about our baby shower event yeah one day i was there in baby shower event and uh, that day i was uh, because it was baby shower event and traditional event uh, i was wearing i always uh, I, i always respect their culture and i always love to wear our traditional attire so i was wearing a mekhala sadar it is like two pieces like a sari two pieces dress it's it's like a sari but two pieces mekhala sadar and i was wearing that because i was uh, I, participating in the nam songs you know you 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 might be knowing about we have a very uh, ritual songs uh, for the for the prayers nam songs which we which we sing in uh, combined we all combine and in group we do so for the god uh, so we i was there and doing that 
at that time some uh, one guy he came and informed me actually i was waiting for that day only uh, i informed me it was the month of i think uh, first week of november yeah so uh, he he came and informed me that uh, baido he called they call me as uh, baido hargila baido so baido it means uh, like the uh, i could hear the voice of the baby birds from the home so uh, so then i was very excited because i was starting them from my bamboo platform uh, from a distance i was starting them and i was doing some study and you know behavior and all then i was i was really uh, very um, yeah i was really very fascinated and i i just uh, asked asked those ladies to continue this and uh, i promised them that i will come back and uh, so they were continuing and i went there and uh, then uh, then i i i forgot that i was in my in my in my mekhela sadar i i totally forgot uh, honestly <laughs> and uh, and i climbed i climbed up that bamboo platform actually i earlier i didn't know before that i didn't know that i could i could be able to climb up like this but that day i climbed up with my mekhela sadar and uh, yeah and i i i confirmed this and i uh, yeah i confirmed this and i came down and uh, yeah in the middle of the when i was coming down on the i realized and i didn't uh, let others uh, to know and something like that i came down and then uh, then uh, yeah then i think uh, a few women also they said that you should not uh, we should you should not go like this it's very risky and all uh, i said that no 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 please keep quiet let's go to the baby shower and all and that day actually when i shared this uh, to my husband my husband supports me a lot he is my biggest support but he was really very angry generally he doesn't let me to climb uh, even with my pants and shirt he he, he doesn't like actually uh, like me to climb uh, i i i all the time i don't share with him when i climb you know because he he get very scared and when i said that i was in my mekhala sadar and i was climbing he was so so upset and he said that oh that you know if you keep doing so you know i'm not happy with this i am i am going to give you a divorce and seriously you know seriously i'm i'm very serious if you keep doing so i'm going to give you a divorce and i i i said that oh yeah if you if you really want to give me a divorce then uh, i would uh, my place would be in, on my bamboo platform only i'll i'll go and stay there only so so what is your decision something like that then and i think he was okay but he was very upset he was i can't tell you how much angry he was he was he was on me i could i could see he was very he, i could see him uh, being very angry on that day only so much so yeah i still remember but it was uh, it is very fun this story for me uh, so that day yeah so <laughs> so ma'am um, so you received the whitley awards right uh, how did, did that so i'm sure that after receiving your awards people started taking you a little more seriously and started believing that okay this is something we should be doing so uh, how did the whitley Impo- uh, award uh, help your conservation efforts in rhinos uh yeah uh, i am very thankful to whitley award you know just uh, for for you know for their trust on me uh, and uh, yeah for i think i am very thankful to them and uh, after i got whitley award we could do many more things that we couldn't do earlier and the bird uh, the bird 
became like a icon you know in assam and uh, um, yeah and yeah people started um, people became more curious and all and i think quickly ever uh, helped me to connect with policy makers and uh, all the policy makers also became more interested and all yeah and after weekly award i think uh, uh, i got a uh, in uh, within a few months only after i got weekly award i got a call from uh, from the office uh, from the president of india uh, to receive nari shakti award i think uh, our weekly award uh, created much more impact and it could reach uh, our story it could help uh, reaching our story to the policy makers so i think uh, yeah i am very thankful to them so <laughs> now you mentioned at the beginning that you wanted to speak a little about how the corona virus had impacted the the uh, awareness building around hargila so uh, would you like to speak about that um yeah actually uh, we have uh, actually uh, community conservation actually is a never ending process it's like up and down up and down yeah it's it's uh, yeah our work is really yeah i'm very you know it's really very i'm very happy with uh, all the works we have done so far although it's very challenging uh, but sometimes we have yeah like every day actually i i wake up i wake up with a challenge and when i sleep i sleep with a challenge it's actually is very challenging and during lockdown time actually at that time actually it was a rescue time uh we have to do deal with lots of rescue with uh, the support of we uh, in collaboration with the forest department we uh, assam forest department and uh, they, they they you know we we just inform them or rescue the bird and they come and uh, bring the bird into the transport the bird into the assam state zoo because uh, at that time uh, during the lockdown time more than uh, at that time actually march and april um, month more than more than 45% of the sikhs of hargila fall down from nest and they need they need to be attended or rescued uh, and most of them die also you know the we we cannot save all of them uh, it is very obviously it is very natural also on on stocks uh, but uh, at that time uh, uh, when it when it kept happen uh, people forgot the incidents about the earlier years because it kept happening and the, when it when it kept happen, happening in the in this pandemic time in the lockdown time uh, some some people from outside misinform them that it it is related to coronavirus and uh, so yeah so be careful and and all be careful about this and all and uh, yeah actually that day also it was a huge gathering people people uh, it was uh, i think uh, it was just in the media and all just before lockdown time uh, before just before lockdown time people gathered and discussed about that and, and i had to be there and you know you know just clear the confusion and all and request them to be very patient and all and and we, and i i explained them about the birds falling down and all why about this nest fallen birds and all and uh, why it keep happen and uh, and i i requested all of their support and uh, also 
uh, yeah do, again in the lockdown time when it happened uh, people really um, got scared and kept asking me this thing all the time that is it related to coronavirus and all, and all but uh, yeah i had to be uh, i had to explain them all the time and very patient and yeah we i think we overcame that situation yeah good mom <laughs> uh, really very challenging though yeah yes mom i can imagine like i can't even imagine the number of challenges you must have gone through to reach the point where you have right now and it's so inspiring to see that you overcame all of those challenges and have reached the point where you have today yeah thank you elisa i want to tell about the population about the okay. people so uh, ma'am when you started off uh, hargila was something that was extremely endangered and there were only a few nests and now slowly over the years the number of hargila nests i think have doubled so uh, would you like to speak a little bit about how that happened and uh, what exactly happened to, which led to that uh yes elisa thank you for this question uh yeah when we started our work actually as i told that nesting colonies were being destroyed uh from all over assam and nesting colonies were being destroyed hargila is a, a colonial breeding bird and shows the nesting colonies traditionally that means they comes to uh, if they selected one village for breeding they 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 breed in colonies they they are colonial and they come uh, uh, one year after one year like they come continuously you know and they, because they choose that village traditionally once they, that breeding colony is destroyed that uh, the trees are destroyed they, it is it is a big loss for them and it 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 um, it had it has a big impact on uh, like you know very negative impact on their breeding success so we started with a very uh, bad situation in assam and as i have mentioned that hargila was treated as bad omen disease carrying pest uh, people people relate them with the with, with them as a garbage feeding bird or something like that yeah so we uh, we so that's why we started this people's movement and uh, yeah and this relentless awareness campaign and all and uh, so i am i am glad to share with you that we uh, the in the villages where i i have been working dodora posura singimari village in kamrup district in the entire kamrup district assam and uh, so here uh, we we found 28 nests when we started our work and now we have we have over 210 nests that means the nest nest increased by eight folds more than eight folds yes. and uh, all all over assam i think we had 14 nests we found 14 nests uh, i think before that there were more nests but on that year 2007 8 uh, the breeding colonies were totally destroyed and all so only 14 nests then from 14 nests i think in all over assam uh, there there is uh, uh, over 270 there is over 270 nests and i am i am going to tell you about the population uh, we found around 400 birds and now we have, we have about 1000 birds in assam i think uh, yeah so but we have to work more and population is still vulnerable still endangered still less than other species other mega species and also uh, it's very vulnerable and we have to uh, still work and all the i i really i have already mentioned that um, conservation of wildlife uh, conservation is or conservation of species is not only about species it is about people it is about empowering communities it is about empowering 
uh, or nursing children, you know, nursing young minds. So I, I uh, taking this as an opportunity, I want to, you know, I extend my heartiest thanks to all people, all the communities. And uh, because of uh, because of this, you know, everything is possible for them only. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. So, ma'am, do you have a message for all the youth out there who are listening today? Uh, message for the? For the youth. Uh, yeah. So, Eliza, I have already mentioned uh, that, uh, that the youths have the biggest voice in the world which uh, everyone um, must have to listen. So I, I want, uh, I request all the youths to utilize that voice in a very positive way and for the, for the cause of this, uh, uh, this movement or for, this, for our nature, for our mother earth. And uh, I, I always uh, request all the youths or all our, all our, all our your upcoming children that environment education um, um, begin from our own home so uh, so let us not do from a very big thing first let us start from very small thing first let us try to be inspired from our nature our our wildlife found in our surround surroundings any species any tree every every tree or every every species found in our surrounding is like a book big book so please uh, be inspired from nature start bird watching from your own backyard from own balcony or from from your own colony and uh, it is it, we must give back to nature and please remember that uh, nature can live without us but we cannot live without nature so i think uh, this is my message for all the youths and uh, yeah. get together we all can make a big difference for conservation so ma'am on that note i think that definitely gives us a lot of hope for life on land and seeing your efforts i think is definitely going to inspire a lot of people and if not inspired at least educate them about how important it is for us to work towards um, sustaining our environment so thank you so much for coming on our podcast today it's really been a pleasure talking to you and I'm so glad that we could talk about this. Thank you, Alessa. I'm very honored uh, to be here. Thanks a lot for uh, giving me this opportunity to connect with so many youths. Thank you. Thank you so much, ma'am.